Welcome to Postscript. My name is Dave, one of the pastors here at Compass Point, and with me again this week is Pastor Chris Heiss. How are you doing, Chris? Yeah, I'm doing okay, Dave. I'm doing, doing well. Glad to be back on the podcast, unpacking some more rule of life stuff today. Yeah, and this stuff, I mean, you know, this could be really short because there's nothing really here to unpack. It's all super simple. You've already <laughs> laid it out, right? Easy yeah, to yeah. We're all doing this perfect. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, I, I thought this was a, another great week. Uh, we talked about... Uh, you know, what, what does it look like to slow and to practice some of these things, which I think is something that all of us, I, at least when I heard it, I was like, yes, my heart is saying yes. And l- my mind is saying like, no way, there's no way this will work. So why don't you give us a little recap from Sunday and then we'll get into some of these fun questions here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we talked about kind of this, uh, this issue that we have culturally uh, with speed, hurry, hustle, and just how that can be detrimental for our soul. And so this is something that I've been spending a lot of time thinking about. Uh, recently, and uh, and so we discussed that. We talked about why maybe that is, and so we looked at a few potential fears um, that we deal with as human beings. So maybe we unpack that a bit today, um, and then then we talked about obviously the the lifestyle of Jesus and how that can be something that confronts um, kind of the the sin or the repercussions of uh, hurry in our lives. And so yeah, we're challenging one another to think about this differently and model that lifestyle. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, I loved, I mean, so much of what you said about hustle and about the speed, I, I don't, um, maybe there are people who would argue against that or say like, oh, society's not too fast, but I, I loved, for me, it resonates deeply. And for the people in my life who I've talked to, you know, everyone's saying, I'm feeling burned out, I'm feeling too busy. And like busy has become not a like, oh, I'm busy, because busy actually just means alive. It's like, oh, I'm really busy. I'm overwhelmed. Um, so I, I think that's a pretty easy easy starting jumping off point. I think we all kind of find ourselves there. Uh, the challenge, of course, is moving from that that picture that you painted for us into something that that looks more like the lifestyle of Jesus. Um, so, so, I mean, let, let me... Let me start kind of with a really, really simple question. I, I loved everything you say said. How, where do I start? How, how do I like... How do I actually dive into some of these practices of rest and slowing when I at home have two kids and a wife who's working from home and a puppy at the moment? And like, and I know everyone's scenario looks a bit different, um, but I mean, you, you and I are in slightly different seasons of life. What does it even look like for you? Yeah, well, I think, first of all, we have to kind of recognize that there's a tale of two uh, things that are going on. So mm. one is recognizing that, um, you know, this is a process that we engage in step by step, you know, it's something that we're going to uh, do slowly. And so I think sometimes when we start talking about rule of life, you know, we get into this situation where uh, we're being confronted with, you know, different practices and ideas about how we can engage in a life that better welcomes and responds to Jesus. And we feel like we've got to add all these things in at once. And that's just not the case. Um, yeah. and, and, you know, one of the things that as we've been talking about this as a church, too, is realizing that for each person, this might look a little differently. And so that's why, you know, maybe we're not giving, you know, a list of do's and don'ts so much as giving some ideas of what people, uh, including you and I, you know, in our families, what we might, you know, experiment with and practice. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, part of it is just recognizing, it's asking ourselves the question, is this true? You know, as we look around, as we see the hurried pace of, you know, the culture around us and our lives, and we recognize some of that just comes with the territory of being human, mm-hmm. um, but also recognizing, hey, is it true that, you know, I'm being driven by some fears in my life, um, things that say, hey, like, I want to, you know, have more control 
um, things that say, hey, I, I'm searching for some significance in the things I'm accomplishing and doing and recognizing, hey, you know, maybe that isn't what God had in mind for my life. And so I think coming face to face with those things helps us to kind of reset a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but, you know, in terms of practical, you know, I think part of what we're doing is just saying, you know, is there something small, you know, that I might incorporate into my life that, um, that kind of keeps those things in mind. So we talked about those things on Sunday, right? We talked about this idea of slowing down. And so, you know, I think, you know, that might be as simple as, you know, just having a few extra minutes to, for an interruption, you know, maybe it's, it's a, it's a practice of kind of being mindful when, when I'm interrupted, how am I responding? You know, am I going to give you know a few extra minutes, a few extra minutes for a family member, or maybe it's someone at work, or maybe it's, you know, someone out walking on the street you know, that wants to talk to me and you know, I'm always finding I'm in a rush yeah. Um, and so just being mindful of that and maybe giving a few more minutes to that uh, might be really good. I think it could be also, again, the way we begin um, maybe our day. You know, I think, you know, I don't think there's an expectation that we have to spend, you know, hours and hours of time in prayer. But, you know, we see that example from the lifestyle of Jesus that he often went to lonely places and, and prayed. And so it's just thinking about, you know, are there any times when I'm alone and quiet? Um you know, I had a great conversation with someone after the service on Sunday, and we were kind of acknowledging that, you know, oftentimes we fill the silence with stuff so that we don't have to be confronted with, you know, our own thoughts and, um, you know, the things that maybe uh, we're wrestling with in our minds or in our lives. And so I think just having a few moments of silence rather than necessarily filling that all with some kind of activity could be really helpful. And I think if we look at our lives, I think there are chances for us to do that. Um, the Sabbath question is big. And so I know for some that might feel like a smaller thing. It might feel like a bigger thing, but just asking myself, do I, you know, have an intentional rhythm of kind of rest and return? Um, and you know, we talk a lot on Sunday about the idea that we kind of work out of our rest rather than the other way around. I think so often in our culture, we're like working for the weekend, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, we're just, you know, we just kind of put everything out on the floor and then we can, you know, finally crash. And I think what we're finding is that that's not working very well. And so yeah. being in a place where we yeah. kind of think of rest as where we start and, and just not, you know, knowing that God has, you know, no expectations that we have to do a certain thing to win over his favor or his love. And so having an intentional time of rest. So if you're a person who doesn't have a, a day off or a day that's dedicated to rest, I mean, maybe it's just starting with a few hours or an evening or, you know, something where you begin to work those habits in. So I think there are ways to start small. But like I said, it's kind of a tale of two things because, you know, there's thing, ways we can start small, but I think there's also recognition that this, this you know, issue of hurry is, is a big, big, big problem and it needs to be mm-hmm. dealt with kind of ruthlessly. You know, one of the great books um, yeah. that's a resource for uh, us during this time is The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And he kind of talks about that. You know, this is an issue that is really, um, you know, imprisoning our our souls and so we need to deal mm-hmm. with it in a big way and so you know in some ways maybe it does mean some hard decisions about some things we might change some things we might eliminate in terms of what we do on a weekly basis in our lives yeah um i it's it's funny it's 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 both the big things and the small things right and i'm, I'm hearing mm-hmm. that in what you're saying like it is it is often what does it look like to make space for interruptions um but it's also uh taking a hard look at our lives and kind of saying well what why do I feel the pressure to do all of these things and what, what is necessary and what's not obviously, I mean, Rachel and I have this conversation from time to time, you know, we need more rest. So we're just going to stop cooking for the kids. Well, Mm -hmm. eh, you know, that's probably not something we can, 
we can cut out. Now, sometimes it, it does mean actually, well, are we, are we doing this in the right way? Are we, um, are we investing our time in the right way? And one of the things I've had to wrestle with as I've thought through my rule of life a little bit and kind of, yeah, busyness. Um, I like, I like hobbies. I like doing things. I have broad interests. Uh, and, and I have found that actually there are some things I need to give up. Um, there mm -hmm. are even in my, my interests and like things that I love that I'm like, this is good. But, but if I've got too many good things then I find myself spending too much time maintaining or researching or doing other things, which pulls me away from, from moments I could be spending resting. Uh, and the same kind of thing is true of, um, Netflix, though, though I'm not suggesting any of us, you know, this isn't, this isn't a question of delete Netflix altogether. Uh, for, for most people, um, it's, it's kind of like, what, what are you doing that's necessary? Even again, another conversation we've had in our house is around, um, chores and house cleanliness and, and how we manage our household in that way. Um, the question is, okay, what, what spaces need to be cleaned and how often and why? Um, and, and obviously there's a lot of them and most of them it's yes, more often we should be doing it, but some of them it's like, well, you know, my shop is a mess. Uh, I will fully admit that, and I would love to clean it. But in this season, the priority has been surviving with our puppy. Um, so I'm not taking time away to do that so that I can still have some time to manage other things. And and it's often kind of this balance and juggling, I find, and kind of always looking back at things. Um, and, and, I mean, maybe for some people it is as big as a career shift or a housing shift or, you know, maybe maybe you have too much space or maybe you're spending too much time commuting. And, and those are those are big conversations, though, probably conversations that that you should take some time with and maybe get some some wisdom um, input into them. What what would you say? Yeah, for people? well, I'm just going to add to that. Like, I think I think you're so right. I mean, I, I think we shouldn't uh, move past the kind of the reflecting stage too quickly. Hmm. You know, I, I think. Um, because, you know, we live in a culture where we're kind of like the, the frog in the boiling water, you know, like, yeah. like we just incrementally been increasing our speed, right? Technology and culture has been getting faster and faster and faster. And so I think we've kind of not realized it because we've just kind of adapted, you know, but there are big questions. Like, I think we do need to ask ourselves, why am I taking those extra shifts at work? Like, is it because I absolutely need that to survive or mm -hmm. are there places where I might want to, you know, rethink my rhythms? You know, why am I adding maybe that third sport? Uh, for my kid, you know, um, to do, is it, you know, is it, is it really something that's going to bring flourishing to their lives? And maybe it is, and maybe it's the perfect right thing for your family, but just asking those questions, I think is really important sitting with those things. I think yeah. that's why rule of life is actually such a big deal. You know, you, hmm. people might be hearing about it for the first time and being like, I don't get it. It's just, you know, yeah, it's just writing down some things that you do, but I think actually starting from the place of intention and purpose mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. like seeking God's, uh, you know, um, his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, his input into, you know, how we're structuring those core things in our lives, the things that, you know, give us life. And um, I think doing that first and then building out from there, as opposed to the other way around where we're like, you know, filling it all with the first opportunities and requests and then kind of using what's left over you mm -hmm. know, to care to care for our inner life. And so I think there's a sense of, just, you know, how we go about doing that is what makes a big difference. And so for some people that might be in a small change and for other people that may mean, yeah, like a career change in a smaller place and, you know, a less yeah. busy lifestyle, but um, yeah. it doesn't all happen overnight. No. So, so how, like, how would you recommend someone engage in that reflection? Um, and what are there, 
I know it can look different for everyone, but are there tools? Are there, would you recommend people sit in it for a while or write stuff down or make lists or, or talk to people or come meet with you? Like what, what do you think? Yeah, all those things. I mean, I think it's really important. I think one of the things about, um, you know, crafting a rule of life that's essential is, you know, offering up our desires to God. And we're going to actually talk about that, I think, this coming week. Yeah. Um, you know, but, you know, there's a sense where we have some deep desires in us about who we want to be and and who we think God's called us to be. And that might mm. be living a more happy existence that might be living, you know, as more patient people or with more space in our lives. Um, there's a lot of desires that are built right into us, you know, that are good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and sometimes we kind of stuff those things down and we say, well, those things are just impossible. Or we say, oh, well, that desire must be bad because it's coming from the flesh. It's coming from, you know, me or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of, we create this dichotomy, you know, that the things we want deeply, well, those things must be bad or they must be impossible because, hey, life's life. Yeah. But I think actually, you know, sitting with those desires kind of with enough space and quiet to be able to identify what they are, then bring them before God and actually offer them to him. I think we might find as a people... Um, as followers of Jesus, that actually those might be things that God has implanted deeply within us and that he wants nothing more than to help us to realize those things. Yeah. So I would say that reflecting time can be really important and I, and I wouldn't ever um, discount that. And so, you know, taking some time quietly before God to like, you know, offer those things up in prayer and kind of write down, you know, what they mm-hmm. are, I think can be really essential. And I, I think, um, again, if you found yourself this Sunday, kind of like I did, being like, yes, I, I hear what you're saying, Chris. And like, oh, those things, the things you're speaking of our culture and the way that, that I live, like they're concerning, but I don't, how do I do this? Like, even that I feel like is actually a good thing. And we can sit in the goodness of that and the, like the tension of that for a little while. Your, your quote on Sunday, um, you know, there are people who will, uh, let me get this right. I'm reading it now who will fail to find meaning in a life with God. If we, if we fail to find meaning with a life with God, we will spend our lives hustling to find meaning in something else. Um, oh man. Yeah, that's actually. A, yeah. I mean, the, and the idea there was really, you know, in a, in a life of response to God, really. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think, I think that's so key. Um, I mean, that's really what we saw in the life of Jesus. And um, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, this is very tough and I, I'm still figuring it out myself. Mm. But I think, you know, I heard a, an example that um, this idea of kind of a, a rule of life and these foundational, you know, rhythms and relationships are kind of like learning the game of golf. Now, I don't play golf. I used to play golf in high school and I was terrible and I gave it up. I but I think I <laughs> quite just <laughs> like golf. So yeah. continue. But but there's, you know, some of, some of the listeners, you know, love golf or if you don't love golf, you, I think we still understand this. So like, you know, when we play golf, there's there's a you know, you can learn about golf and you can mm. know all the right things to do. I mean, you can have a teacher, you know, you can watch, you know, the pros on TV. You can like, yep. you know, read the books about golf. You can know what it is to have a perfect swing. Like, I think, I think it's possible to know all the things you have to do, but if you ever played golf, you know that the mechanics of the body are just so specific, right? There's all these little things, you know, the way you bend your knees, the way you hold your arms, yep. the way you hold your back, your neck, you know, where your eyes are. And, mm-hmm. and so even though you can know how to have a perfect swing, I think for a lot of people who, you know, play golf or who are perfecting their game, right? It's kind of a lifetime of, mm-hmm. of playing golf, you know, in order to get the things from your mind into your body, into your muscle memory. And that's really, I think, what the game of golf is, is all about. And so I think that's the same thing with with our, our spiritual formation. You know, there's we can know all this stuff and we can know 
maybe what has to happen or maybe even know about uh, practice or whatever. But it's really taking that stuff from our mind and getting into our muscle memory. And that's a mm -hmm. long process. Mm -hmm. um, and it happens very slowly with small changes and, you know, experimentation. I think the yeah. thing that I'm learning about uh, spiritual formation and rule of life and the thing that's really um, kind of changing the way I'm looking at it is that, and this is really hard, I think, for me, but also for a lot of us and even just for Western culture, it is not a goal-oriented process. It is a process-oriented process. Hmm. So the idea is not that we would somehow have an out an output that would say we would do this you know we would read our bible you know this often we would pray this way or we would you know have this much time in silence that that's not what it's about it's actually about the process of yeah. encountering god and and responding to his spirit at work and so if we're doing that then we're winning in terms of rule of life it's not about you know what we're outputting on the other side necessarily that that comes as a natural result of a relationship that but let me let me just push into that a little bit because sure. I like I live in the tension of that myself and my own personality because I think like some of the some of the markers or some of the goals um, the intention behind them is heart transformation right is that that process thing so like does that mean we don't include those things does it mean we don't have uh, a reading plan or we don't kind of try to say every day I'm going to carve out time to exercise or carve out time to do this or like how do we how do we live with those things while keeping the main thing the process and the like living in response to God um, yeah it's a great question I mean no I, I think I think we absolutely do those things I, I think we just make sure that we're you know like I said we're we're going to God first looking for you know help with determining what are the things uh, in yeah. this season um, that I should be leaning into. And I think mm. secondly, we have to ask, is it working? Like, yeah. you know, I can spend, you know, hours and hours studying scripture. I can spend, you know, hours and hours, you know, praying. But if, if there's no change in my experience with God, if there's no sense that, you know, I'm, I'm actually welcoming the spirit of Christ and responding and it's, it's, you know, then that might not be the thing or the way that I should be, you know, engaging. Um, and I think those are the questions we need to be asking ourselves. And that's kind of the subtle shift that we're kind of asking people to think about. I mean, it's mm -hmm. going from a, a, a checkbox, like a list, uh, a list of things that we can check off to um, something that's a bit more organic, where we're actually aware of, you know, how we're being impacted by these practices and these relationships and, and kind of allowing ourselves to, you know, maybe not stick with the same thing for 50 years in a row necessarily, although mm -hmm. you might. But, you know, having an ebb and flow, you know, knowing when there are times when, you know, I might need to change up my rhythms um, to encounter God more. And that, like, again, that comes back to that work of reflection, which I think for many of us is harder than the work of, like, making a new checklist, right? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely, the, I, my, myself very much included there. Um, We're not yeah. good at it. Yeah. No, and like I can, I can come up with pretty good checklists and they can sound good and sound good to me even, right? Like I can kind of... Uh, you know, convince myself that, oh, this is the magic bullet. Um, when in fact, it's probably not. Um, yeah, uh, that's, uh, it's, it's hard to do. I, I want to talk just a little bit, you talked about if you want to experience the life of Jesus, right? This living in response to God, as you just said, um, we need to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. You said it a couple times. If you want to, if you want to live, if you want to experience the life of Jesus, we need to adopt the lifestyle of Jesus. Um, I am not a carpenter. I am not living, you know, in the 
where Jesus lived. I am not walking around. I have a cell phone. I have a car. Do I need to get rid of those things? Do I need to no longer live in suburbia? Like what, what parts? And like, I am also not walking around healing people. I don't have 12 disciples following me around. Um, I'm not a, not a, public teacher. Um, I've done more than three years of public ministry. Does it mean I should stop? Like, you know what I'm saying here, right? There's, there's so many parts of the lifestyle of Jesus that I'm like, which, which parts do I extract and how do I extract them well? Um, and then what part of my life is maybe incompatible with some of them? Or how do you, is that again, just back to this reflection thing? Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, I, I, there's no question that, you know, the life that we live now in you know, 2022 is not the same as the, the context, course, you know, yeah. which Jesus was living. I think really the idea there is that, you know, we see Jesus as a person who is deeply connected with the Father. Mm. And, you know, everything that he did kind of flowed out of that. Um, and so I think, you know, often we want to see the benefits in our lives of, you know, the way of Jesus. You know, we want to be people of peace. We want to be people who, you know, know how to pray for our enemies. We want to be people who turn the other cheek. You know, we want to be people who, you know, live with wisdom and, and joy. And so, and often we talk about that, you know, we'll, we'll have, you know, Sunday mornings where we get together, we talk about those things and this is who we want to be. We look at the character of Christ. And, and I think, you know, this is really coming from some of the things that Dallas Willard wrote. I, th- I think really the point is just that, you know, it's very difficult to have all the benefits of life with Jesus without actually trying to, you know, live in the lifestyle of Jesus and that we are deeply connected with, with God. Um, and so that line that we talked about from, you know, where Luke summarized and said, Jesus often went to lonely places and pray. I mean, that's an example of, of lifestyle, right? This kind Mm -hmm. of retreat and return, um, Jesus often showed and just the way that he engaged with people, the way that he, you know, allowed for interruptions in his life. I think those are some of the things that we want to incorporate into our lifestyle, um, that allows us to live more, um, in a way that, that Jesus modeled for us. Chris. We're just starting to scratch the surface here, and we're already over our 20 minutes. Um, mm. We're, we're going to keep this conversation going. And again, uh, if people are hearing this and thinking, yeah, I want to know more, um, we, we, wanna, we want your questions. Um, we'd love, love to do that. I'd actually love for you next week as you're hearing more to, to email either Chris or I and let us know, what are your questions about rule of life? How can we talk about this in helpful ways? Um, any closing thoughts? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think... Uh listen on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm really Good. excited about the opportunity to talk more about this, this process of reflection and uh, looking to the Holy spirit to kind of guide us in terms of what we do. So I think, you know, that's come up today and I think that would be good. Um, but yeah, I would just say, uh, it's important for us to start to retrain our brains a little bit. You know, we live in a culture that's caught up with carpe diem and, uh, you know, YOLO and, and FOMO and, and all of those things are not necessarily, um, not necessarily all bad. I mean, obviously fear of missing out can be, can be uh, negative, but, um, but I think we want to just take a step back, um, you know, think about um, how, who God has designed us to be um, and how this process of just slowing ourselves a little bit um, might begin to actually bring more flourishing into our lives. And so, you know, that process of reflecting this week would be really good. Hmm. Just as we close, I want to do something a little different. Um, I want to just take a minute. I'm going to say a very short prayer and give a couple moments of silence, which feels like a really appropriate way to end this week. Uh, again, if you're feeling this tension, um, use that as an invitation to reflect. So let me pray. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for your example uh, that we see in Jesus, and we ask that you would help us do this hard work of reflection 
to rest and to pause um, and to know that it's not lists and it's not taking big steps, but that you are just calling us to more intimacy and more goodness and more lightness with you. Lord, be with us as we continue to explore this idea and help us this day. Amen. Thanks for listening along to Postscript. Uh, We will be back next week with more and we'd love to get your questions. Have a good one. Thanks, everyone.